Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 220 of the Mighty Whites podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by KC. Yeah, all right, mate. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I'll just say now, apologies if there's any echoing. Basically, I can't find any wired earphones anywhere. It probably means my two-year-olds had them. They could be anywhere, and I didn't have time to find any more. Um, so, a fair bit has changed, but probably not as much with the squad as we'd have expected by now. Yeah, um, I'm very surprised you're not starting with the big story of the day. And that is Barnsley's appointment of Neil Collins as head coach to replace um, Michael Duff. Neil Alilla. Neil Alilla Collins, yes. Yeah. He's back with extra L's. Well, um, Neil yeah. I would say for the most part, Barnsley's coaching picks have been fairly good over the last few years, mostly. Yeah. So, so maybe it'll be some good. Um, so yeah, we'll go. Obviously, this summer it's been a bit, a bit slow to get going, with all the takeover stuff. But that is all agreed, even though it still isn't actually fully approved. Luckily, P- uh, Paragmati was able to put his name on all the new head coach stuff because he was there anyway. Um, but it is basically done and shouldn't be long. The main thing to come out of it is uh, that as of what was it about six pm Tuesday. Daniel Farker is the new manager of Leeds United. I cannot listen to any interviews with him because of Michael Normanton. How about you? Yeah. Farker in. And yeah. As as I said to you on Tuesday night, I'm sure I will be more excited once the season starts and I roughly know what our team looks like. But for now, he's just it's just him and Gary Kelly. Is what yeah. it is. Putting out the cones. It's him and Luke. It's just like, yeah, I'm finding it hard to be excited at the moment, knowing the exodus is still to take place. Yeah, um, I am pretty pleased with the appointment of Farker, to be honest. I, uh, Other than my ideal, which was just throw a shitload of money at Graham Potter, because I think you could just about talk him into it. It doesn't appear that was ever really going to happen. So I think of the realistic options that I heard, Farker was the best one. It was certainly when it got down to like four names, Farker was by far the standout name of them. Yeah, I think once it once we kind of whittled down the options, it was it was very much him of, oh, he he built a team whose style I liked, won the league twice relatively comfortably. Um, you know, it's it's someone who who knows the division. Um. You know, when you saw like Vieira, at this point, you're like, I think his name has some value and and his accomplishments as a player. But realistically, when you're in the position we're in, I don't know if I want him at the helm. Scott Parker, I can, I could take a leave, really. He's been fine. I could not take or leave Scott Parker. (laughs) I would just leave Scott Parker. I don't, like I don't think the football has been that bad, but yeah, like you do look at that Fulham team he had that he should have walked the league with that um, ended up having to do it through the playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just like I say I, I will get excited at some point. It's just not now. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the main thing with that, obviously. Farker has done it at this level before. You said he'd built that team at Norwich, and he did. But, but he had one season of mid-table, and then they won the league, came down, won the league again. 
but it was the thing that I said a while ago, back end of last season, was I'm just dying for someone who has a plan in possession. And Farker does. And he's played some good stuff. So that's the main thing that that's the main thing that's making me happy because the truth is, you know, even if we I don't actually think it's like we have to get promoted this season. I do think it's we have to get promoted in the next two seasons. I think you have two years after you go down to get back. Otherwise, you just then your parachute payments. You've still got one more year, but they're a lot lower. And at that point, you are having to shift everyone and you're dropping back to a championship level of money. And then it can start to be a problem. Uh, so I'm pretty pleased with Harker. He immediately said that we need good decisions, quick decisions. And he has made some quick decisions. Was, was he talking about our central midfielders? Yeah, well, what central midfielders? <laughs> At the minute. Um, the the main quick decision was that uh, Marcos Abad has been let go after six years as the club's goalkeeping coach. Now, I have no idea whether or not he is a good coach. I know he's incredibly well qualified, like he has lots of certificates. He's he's and... one of those who never never played a professional game. No. If I, if I remember rightly, just it's just well qualified. Um yeah. I know I know obviously that the stick to be everyone with at the moment is uh, any relation to Victor Orta, but he was a Victor Orta guy. Mm. Um but I, I, I suppose the flip side of that is I don't think coaches would, or managers or head coach, whatever you want to call them, would put up with a, a coach for that length of time if they didn't have some level of confidence in them. Um, if you look at some of our more recent coaching hires, for example, who were unwanted. Yeah, I um, I don't know if he was any good or not. Obviously, he had the qualifications and he was good on football manager, I can tell you that. But what I would say is if you look at our goalkeepers over the last six years, have any of them got better? Because we're basically talking since Viedvald. He got worse the longer he was here. I, in uh, all fairness, Lon- I... Lonergan probably got worse while he was here. <laughs> um, Rob Green was so experienced that it probably didn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you can pin what happened to Ilan Melier on Marcus Abad. Um, I, I think that was a total collapse in confidence. It may well have been, but it's just that none of them got better. And the, the, to be honest, actually, you know, in terms of coaching, I think the one that I would look at most, and this might be, this is coming from a position of knowing nothing. I'm saying this just totally, as a fan, completely ignorant to actual facts. The one that would worry me was Christopher Classen. Because he just seemed to, like, in the 21s, just get worse every week. And, um, I, I mean, I don't, I have no idea, but when you see that many goalkeepers and none of them are improving, it does make you wonder if maybe uh, he was the right guy. Like Capriel, though. You are muted, Jack, while you're saying all this. Yep, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to hit. It, I'm trying to hit it so that it, to try and avoid echo. Uh, oh, yeah, he appears to have got really good. He appears to have got really good since he left. Ah, uh, it started at Leeds. Yeah, um, and the other coaching decision, obviously, Farker has brought his coaches that he had at Gladbach, and before that, and he's got the same guys. But Paco Gallardo is out as under 21s manager, and Scoobs is back in. 
to the 21's job. I'm glad Scoobs is sticking around. I like him. Yeah. Sure. I don't know. I'll be I'd you know, be very interested to see what sort of value is placed in the 21's this year just because of players being promoted, players going out on loan. Um, because you'd imagine um, if you're just looking at the back end of last season, Ruter's not going to be playing for them. Uh, it sounds like Perkins is going out on loan. Nah, no, we should. That would be such a fucking flex to get relegated to the championship and pay a 30, and play a thirty-five million pound footballer in the under twenty ones. You know, I'll, I'll, you'd imagine JB will play a bigger role in the first team. If he doesn't, uh, then I'll riot. Yeah, so you know, I, th- I think I think the under twenty ones might take a bit of a backseat next year. I, th- I think you'll see quite a few of the this is off the top end of the eighteens featuring a bit more. Um, maybe we sign a, a young left back. Who knows? Um, I had this is one of them where it was just like a little rumor that I heard from nowhere that there is a young left back being lined up somewhere. But it was so tenuous, and I don't even know who. So, <laughs> um, he just—he just looked dead good in the park. Yeah, no, it was friend. It was a friend of a friend job. <laughs> <laughs> like I heard some from someone. Um, but we have had—we haven't even had many outs as yet. Um, the only confirmed ones so far are Weston McKenney has fucked off. Hooray! <laughs> good. Uh, um, I'm sure he feels the same. Yeah, Alfie McCalmont has gone to Carlisle. Good luck to Alfie McCalmont. He always looked a decent player. And Tyler Roberts has gone to Birmingham for roughly half a million pounds. Tyler bad. Roberts played like a hundred and like hundred and ten league games or something for Leeds. I I always felt a bit sorry for him because I, th- I think by the end one I, when he was coming on in Premier League games, it's like. Think about how many championship games, like full 90-minute championship games that lad has played. And now he's going, right, I know you're a striker, but get in centre mid in the middle of a Premier League team and just go be that. And you're like, that. no, that he's not a centre mid. I love you, Marcelo. That, that's, he's not a centre mid. Stop it. Now, Tyler Roberts is one of them where he, he never quite reached the potential that he's got. Mostly, I think, because of injuries. There was definitely something there. Um, and he, there was a lot of times that he got chucked in when he pro- and he played when he wasn't, he probably wasn't good enough to be playing. But he also got way more stick than he deserved. Hmm. And I suppose the main thing with it, and this is the whole thing, if Bielsa liked him that much, there must have been summer. That we didn't like, he must have been better than we thought he was because I just trust that man implicitly. So, I mean, just for his whole time that he's that he's been here, I just always thought he is. He was second choice to Kemar Roof. He was second choice to Patrick Bamford. Second choice to Rodrigo. Seemingly second choice to Matthias Click. Um, yeah. You know he. he I thought he was a good young player when we signed him who, yeah, got very unlucky with injuries. But you, you saw the talent was there in some of the goals he scored. Like, I, I thought he was a good footballer. Um, yeah. And I think if he'd have had a run 
I think realistically, if he'd have gone out on loan and played first team football earlier, I, th- I think it would have done him a lot of good because yeah. unfortunately, he just didn't ever get that run of games for us. No, yeah, I think you're probably right there. There are two other outs, but they're not real outs. Joel Robles and Adam Forshell are both in the least. Neither of them were there on the first day of pre-season training. Um, but they both got, like, open offers to return. Uh, my my gut says Robles goes, because I think he's going to be second choice either way. And I think someone higher up the food chain will probably let him be second choice and pay him a bit more. Uh, but I think Forshell will sign another deal. I mean, I know it doesn't say anything about the state of our team at the end of last season, but Adam Forshaw looked to the most comfortable midfielder on the ball by the end. Well, centre mids at the moment, well, at the moment we do have some, but looking at the opening day of the season, if we Lewis, didn't sign anyone... Lewis Bate is back. Well, let's right. Adams is probably going to go. Rocker is certainly going to go by sounds of it. McKenny has gone. Obviously, we no longer have click. Brendan Aronson has basically gone. Who was playing the deepest midfielder? Robin Cockwell, he's gone. Basically. So it is JB, Bate, Archie Gray. <laughs> so you are yeah, probably I'm, looking at for I'm, sure being necessary. We've got Jungle Boy Jack Jenkins. Is Jack Jenkins still on Leeds' books? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ooh. whether that be permanently on the, or on loan, he's uh, going. I mean, last last season he went out on loan and he played four times for Salford. Yeah, I don't think that makes him likely to pull up any trees when he gets back. No. I, I'm he, I do actually think he's a decent footballer, <laughs> to be fair. Sorry, it says here Jack Jenkins is six foot three. No, he isn't. He is not six foot three. No. <laughs> he is no, not the same height as me. I I, I know him. Ellen Road. He's further away. Than... <laughs> that footballer is tall. That one is far away. You know, it's I, not one of those. Yeah, mate, it's been a couple of years since I've seen him. Maybe he had a massive growth spurt at like eighteen and a half. I think a Leaf Davis <laughs> style. Yeah. Just put a lift in his tempos. Yeah. Um, do you so of those it, for the moment we will include Robles and Forshaw as outs? Do you think that you will like that we'll really miss any of them? I think we probably will miss Forshaw because I think he is, I think he is a leader there as well. And mm. I, I, realistically, at this stage, you probably only want to be giving him a one or maybe two year contract. Um, I'd never give him more than one. Not with, not after the injuries he's at. He's he is perennially one bad moment away from his career being done. Yeah, but at least then he's in and he can take Scoop's place with the under twenty ones. It's fine. Oh, can... he's. I've got money on him being under sixteens coach at Leeds or back at Everton by the end of the season. <laughs> no, no, not by the end of the season. That would be harsh. But not in not in the not too distant future. I mean, I think at this point I'm dreaming of an academy that's that's run by. Richard Naylor, Adam Forshaw, Scott Gardner, and Andy Hughes. I think that's the dream. Yeah. Is Cresswell gone now? He has, hasn't he? Uh, I oh. don't know. Oh. Uh, I think that um, 
I think that was uh, my fiance trying to ring me. Even though, I mean, she's where I'm on this, but I can't really go anywhere right now. Um, so the main, the bigger list of outs is outs that are sort of expected to happen in the next week or so, followed by outs that are expected to be a bit longer. Um, so starting with the ones that look really soon, Robin Cock to Eintracht Frankfurt, which is expected to be a season-long loan with a loan fee, but that's all because his contract's up at the end of that. Yeah, I, I suppose with what the contract appears to be, that it covers his wages and and a bit more is, is the best we can hope for, really. Um, but it's it's just a bit daft, isn't it, really, that we're in this position? Yeah, this... This you can leave on loan if we get relegated clause that appears to be in there. Doesn't I, seem like a great idea. I could un- I could understand it if it was if you could write the exception in except your f- final year of your contract. Or you get to go out on loan if we're in the championship, but it automatically extends your contract by one year. Yeah. Um but yeah, ultimately, I, I, I suppose in finance, in purely financial terms, if it covers the wages and a bit more, then it makes sense for someone who does not want to be here. Yeah, uh, I mean, Cock, he's very much a he's been a flatter to deceive player, hasn't he? Like, I don't think he's been terrible or anything, but he always looked like he could be 15% better than he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wonder what he would look like in a team that didn't... that wasn't under pressure so often. Yeah. Which which I know, ultimately, is a bigger issue in and of itself, but um, yeah, it's the same thing I, I think about Melies. I, I wonder how good he would be if he was in goal for Palace. Yeah, well, well, we'll come on to Melier in a bit. Uh, Diego Juventus to Roma is also pretty much done. The original thing of like a loan deal and it's 18 million. Uh, <laughs> nah. And to which every Leeds fan went, well, if that happens, <laughs> then fair fucking play. So it's now a loan, it's now on loan and it becomes permanent. If he, It sounds like if he plays half of the games, it becomes permanent for about six million. Which is a much worse deal and makes that free that new contract they're giving not worth it, which everyone thought at the time until Roma put in that bid. Because hmm. when it when, I suppose when that bid first got announced, it was an obligation, wasn't it? And then about a day later, oh, actually, it's an option. Yeah. Uh it was good that first season. It was still a bomb scare, but his positives outweighed the negatives in that first season, and then they didn't anymore. Yeah, he seemed to. He had that run where I think he came in, and him and Cooper seemed to have quite a decent partnership. Sort of the back end of the the first season. Um, but yeah, just never really settled after that. I suppose that's the story of our defense in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've had a comment from Ali here, which is true. And this goes for a lot of these players. 
you know, you never want a player in the changing room that doesn't want to be there. Best thing for everyone is to get rid. And there's a lot of those players on this list. Um, the next one, who sounds like he doesn't want to be here, and he's somehow getting a lone move to the fucking Champions League, Brendan Allenson. I take issue with this. He's going to Union Berlin. I take big issue with this. Um, I know it's a team in the Champions League, but in terms of budget, you wouldn't expect to be in the Champions League. But still, how the fuck has that happened? I did they just watch like the first three games he played for Leeds and think, yeah, he's good. They him. watched Chelsea <laughs> and went him. Um, I, 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 I suppose the thing with a lot of American players, um, Germany always seems to be quite a good place for them to go and, and they yeah. seem to settle pretty well. Um, having having already lived in that part of the world previously, I don't think, you know, it's not a particularly big upheaval for him. Um, it's yeah, it's just really frustrating to to watch someone who is as as fragile as a wet paper bag um, get a move to a Champions League club, having not been able to. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Ali's, yeah. Ali's sentiment there of I'm just grateful he's going. I think that says a lot. I the, the, my hope was that if he was going to stay, he he hasn't. A Jack Harrison summer, as it is now yeah. becoming known, where he, he he gets an extra stone on him and gets and gets used to the physicality because the, there's definitely talent in there. He can he presses really well. We said towards the end of the season, out of possession, I, I liked Brendan Aronson. It was only whenever anyone gave him the ball that I really started to dislike him. He just, he just doesn't. Apart that, it'd show a couple of flashes where suddenly he'd beat a player or do a step over and get into a good position. He like had little flashes of it, but I think my main problem with him, even above the falling over all the time, which probably annoyed me more. But my actual problem with him as a footballer is, I just don't think he is that like technically good. Like uh... I reckon that there are. You know, like sort of just the ability to strike the ball well. Hmm. There's players that are good at it. There's players that are just average at it for Premier League. And then there's players that are lower. And you get defenders who aren't actually good ball strikers, but they read the game well, they can clear. Brendan Aronson, when he gets into the final word, he's just into the final third. He's just got no, there was no sort of, it's not just a lack of composure. It was just a lack of technique. Especially whenever he cut inside onto his weak foot, he looked. He swung at. He swung at a ball with his weak foot the way I do. I'm just going to swing this foot and make contact with the ball. And if I catch it well, it'll be fine. But if it isn't, it isn't. There was no finesse to it whatsoever. I think my favourite part was his uh, uncanny ability to dribble his way down a dark alley and yeah. Yeah. just go nowhere near goal, then fall over. I look uh, forward to him scoring a goal in the Champions League this season and us all being annoyed. <laughs> Oh, it's absolutely nailed on. Um, yeah. I... He's got plenty of contract left, so in theory he'll be back. Do you think we'll ever see him play in a lead shirt again? I really don't know. Like, Jay, he could do. I mean, if he has a shit season for them as well. I, I had this conversation with my mum, she just went, who'll take these players? I looked and went, oh, they always find a move. Now, there's, every, a, there's a... every one of the shit players finds a move. Whether it's on loan, whether it's permanently, 
they all find somewhere. He will. Find, I didn't think he'd find Champions League football, but I knew he'd be in a top tier club. Yeah. Um. Uh, then there, there's one who did who did make noises that he was up for staying. But if this offer is true... Let's very quickly turn that around, has he? Well, yeah. And also, I don't think anyone around Leeds is particularly bothered if he goes. But uh, Rasmus Christensen is also apparently going to Roma. But it's not as close as the Llorente deal is. Um, Llorente and Christensen. Has, is Jose Mourinho okay? Remember when... Chelsea won the Premier League and they conceded something like 14 goals. Yeah, and we'll yeah. about four at home. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what he sees in, in those players, but um, it, must be, it must be something. Um, yeah, shit Pontus Janssen going out. <laughs> like, that, that's what he is, isn't he? Really, let's uh, be honest. Must... Look, we all saw the Salzburg stuff, and he did look good from that. And I don't think he's a terrible player. I just don't think he's good enough at Premier League, really. He's, an, he's another one where just technical stuff I don't like. But that, him getting bullied, I think, was it Pedro Neto? On the other day, that just went shoulder to shoulder with him, and he went fucking flying. Like, he didn't just knock him off the ball. He nearly knocked him into the middle at West Stand. And... <laughs> Everyone went, hang on, he's meant to be our new big, tough defender. That's a bad sign. <laughs> and he has been done here 13 minutes in. Yeah. It was, again, it was that really frustrating thing. Of the, pre- the final preseason friendly, you saw him and Aronson playing together. You thought, now these two could be a brilliant partnership on the right. You know, Christensen's so athletic. He can get up and down. He's a big lad, you know, so good in the air. You know, I think we might be all right here. Oh, oh, no. Where's Cody Drama? Oh no, we've sent him away. Yeah, I'm gonna say at least we didn't set Shippers best right back out again. Um and the other the other one that looks pretty close to done is uh Mark Rocker to Rail Betis. Betis. Um look that we sounds like a loan with an option. I still maintain he's better than the Leeds fans think he is. But the last but he no, definitely mate, wasn't as good as he should have been. Poor man's Bianchi. However, I'm not saying it as much as those dickheads on Twitter who were saying, "Oh no, Rock is absolutely brilliant." You just like no, I just think he's better than. I think in a in a team that knew how to keep possession, he'd have been a better footballer. If, if he'd have been a team that had an idea of what it wanted to do with its central midfield, yeah. he could have been a great signing. <laughs> Unfortunately, he rocked up <laughs> in a team as a player who. In this sort, of, in that sort of system under Marsh, couldn't finish ninety minutes. Yeah, but was in a high energy TV like that. This is so counterintuitive to what you're going for. It and couldn't have been the, any less suited, could it? The, there is, there is absolutely room for a a player to essentially quarterback a game because he has the passing range to do it, but. When out of possession, you're expected to cover a lot of ground, track your man relatively closely. It it just fell apart, and the I think early doors defend like defensively. I got annoyed at him, and then I sort of realised, no, this is this is the tactics. You've just 
this is just the wrong man for this job. There's a reason central midfielders keep arriving on the edge of the penalty area and scoring. Because Tyler Adams is trying to mark three men that are running past. Because Mark Rocker does not have the skill set or the legs for this. Yeah, that's for me. Mark Rocker may well... I still think will go on to do quite well, but it won't be in England. No. He is is not suited to English football at all. He'll go to Spain and he'll probably look quite good. A little bit slower, you get a little bit more time on the ball. He won't have to push forward as much, which will allow mean he'll have less sprinting to do. I think he'll be fine. Uh, and then after that, we get the list of less specific, but probably going. Is that everyone else that wasn't involved with the promotion? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> Some of them were involved in the promotion. Well, one of them. <laughs> yeah, one of them. Um, so we'll start with Ilan Melier. Ah, the one. Yeah. Um, I there think was a point 18 months ago where I thought Melier is going to leave Leeds at some point, but it's going to be for like 50 million to go be first choice at a really top club. And now I think if we negotiate well, which we never do, you might get close to 20. If you don't, like 12. I, I I think there's still some I think there's still a lot of value to him because he you you can look back on his run from coming into the first team and pretty much through till what about halfway through the second Premier League season and you see how he was with confidence um yeah there's there's, there's moments in there but he's a young goalkeeper there was always going to be um but i think with at his age at what 22 23 i want to say 23 you know he's you know he's he's very young in goalkeeping terms still you know potentially he has a long a long career still ahead of him yeah um you know I, it is very much a confidence thing and I, and I think unfortunately with goalkeepers i think once you've lost the confidence of of your fans it's very hard to get that back. I, and I do think it takes going somewhere else to get that back. Because I think if he was here this season, you'd still have your doubts for, for a very long time. Anytime someone is at the back post or a cross goes in um, or a medium height ball close to him is flapped at. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, he really... He... It cannot go underreported how bad his end to the season was. There was a run of games there where it was, it was Kiko Casilla, like it was just gone. <laughs> it was like that, that's all that end of season was, was missing. Vibe, really, was, it was. <laughs> it's all that was missing was was him and Liam Cooper running towards each other with a ball in between them, just go. Well, one of us has got to do something. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I'm assuming he's going. All the noises that he's going, and I think. He still has, he of course has enough talent that someone's going to take him. But if no one is willing to pay a decent amount of money for him, I would just keep him and just go, no, you are our first choice. We know you're a good goalkeeper. You just had a bad run of form. You're back in, you're first choice. Because 
I know that moving on is probably better, but only if it's a fee that's worth it. Like, you can't sell a, someone that young with that much potential for next to no just because, oh, it hasn't really worked out. If there's no value in it, keep him. Um, we are linked with several goalkeepers today. Um, the main three were in Phil Hayes' article, which were Carl Darlow, Freddie Woodman and Angus Gunn. Um, I mean, I d they're, they're all decent goalkeepers, so I don't really have a strong thing. Probably, I've always liked Woodman when I've seen him, and I think yeah. like Darlow is a bit, and he's like what five years younger than Darlow or something, four or five years younger. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think Freddie Woodman at this point is probably older, so a touch older than you think, just because of. Oh no! I think no! I think he's about. 24, 25? Yeah. I think he's one of those that just seems like he's been around as a young goalkeeper for a fair while at this oh, point. He's he's 26, so he is older yeah. than I thought. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't think he was going to end up being, like, near 30, but... Um, but Cal Dallow's 32 now. Yeah. I, I don't know if... I love, I, love, I love the thought of having a young goalkeeper and just putting your faith in someone who you just think is good mm. enough, but at the same time, there's something to be said about you're in a you're in a division that's difficult to get out of. Get someone with some experience, but I suppose it depends on who you actually get because you want someone who's who's played continuously. That, that I think that was kind of the good thing about us when we signed Rob Green was that we were signing someone who had a lot of football under his belt, as opposed to us getting Kiko Casilla, who'd been around some decent clubs for a while but not played a lot of football. I think that's one of the reasons why, of all of them, I'd have Woodman. Because, like, Woodman's been playing... Like, he played 46 games last season for Preston. You know, he, he's playing. Just looking, uh, but, here, by, just looking I, here, by the way, I've got, I've got transfer marked open, and uh, if it's to be believed, Melier is has got three years left on his contract as well. Right, that's another thing with the fee, then. I'd only sell him if the V's big. Otherwise, I'd just keep. I'd just stick him in and go. No, we have faith in you. We know you're a good goalkeeper. You just had a bad run. Um, next on the list of probable outs again, it's probably Betis Junior Furpo. Um, it's 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 very much for the best, isn't it? Yeah. Um, watch Leeds I mean... not <laughs> watch Leeds sell Furpo and still not sign a left back. <laughs> um, I do wonder with him just because not that I think it would do any difference in the long run whether a season in the championship would be good for him because I think athletically he'd be, he'd be very up for it um, but yeah it's it's not it's gone time. well the, the back end of the season were, I mean the Newcastle game was an amazing performance by him. I've never and seen it like that. I've never seen a bigger peaks and troughs game than that. It, it did so much right. Did so much right and so much wrong. <laughs> it's one of the weirdest performances I've ever seen. Yeah, like you look at that going. He's he's putting up some of these numbers against a really good team, and also doing such a bad job of marking and defending. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it, he, he needs to go. 
it's yeah. it's it's been an undeniable failure. Yeah, but I don't in any way dislike Junior Furpo. I don't think he ever chucked in the towel or like that. I just don't think he was good enough. So I don't no. particularly have a the grudge towards him. Though I think he was any if anything he was likable. There was something charming about him. I think it's why I was so happy for him when he scored against Southampton. Like I, I'm so glad he's had this moment. Um, it's why I think I was so gutted for him when um, the the Cardiff away game when he had that when the defender stopped it with his hand because that would have been an absolute bullet of a goal for Furpo if I remember <laughs> rightly. Yeah, again that would have been a screamer. Um, <laughs> it's like no, take it away from him. Um, yeah, we need. We need some left backs, and yeah. he's not worked. Well, there's two what's, being what's linked today. What's Gianni up to? There was two being linked today uh, in Phil Hayes' piece, one of which, to be honest, has been linked since the day after we went down. And the one that I would have, and the one that makes all the sense in the world, Ryan Manning on a free after his Swansea deal ex- expired. By all accounts, like up there for the best left back in championship last season, got like five goals and ten assists or something like that, and defended well and just was good. He's a... I know he was like the best. He, what was... he was like their best left back on the and in the team of the year when they got promoted and then we signed him and he was useless. <laughs> no, it's very harsh to level out Ryan Manning. The, the bits I've seen, I've, I've been impressed with. Um, and I suppose as, as, as a tactic, if you've got players on free transfers who've, who've come off a good run in the championship. Pay them what they're worth and get them in. Yeah, I mean, let's be right. We really, if we can, that is a perfect, perfectly good left back for us. The other one being linked, if it's true, it sounds like the 49ers went out for a beer and ran into some Leeds fans because the other one is Charlie Taylor. Yeah, I mean, he's. I know last season he kind of moved around a bit under under company, and then cause at one point he was playing. As, I think he played as a third centre-back. Um, I did see some of that, but I didn't see much, admittedly. No, I can't say I saw much to it, but I, you know, I think company is, is building quite a young team there. Hmm. Um, you know, Charlie Taylor, without looking, is, I'm assuming, 30 now. Uh, will be in that ball. It will be in September. So, yeah. Um, he knows the club. Um, yeah, he's got on um on transfer marks, he's got 19 games at centre back, and most of them must have been last season because he hadn't played very yeah. great deal before then. So um I mean purely in terms of ability, yeah. Yeah. Um again, you, you, a player who looked a decent Premier League left back for, for the most part. Um I've, I've liked him in terms of, again, gets up the field, quite attacking. Scored a fair few goals for us at one point when Redfern was in the, when Redfern was in charge and just played the kids. Um, we were... You say a fair, you say a fair few. I can I... remember him scoring one. On, well, I'm saying that for a left back who didn't take free kicks. I'm going to say six. Uh, for Leeds United, he scored three goals. Ah, oh, right, fair enough. That's Paul then. Never mind. Yeah. You know, bin him no, off. It's, it's not, it's get, Ryan, not get Ryan Manning in. No, I was just like I was just like I, I don't I mean there was loads of things to like about him, but I don't think that was <laughs> um 
no, I would I would be fine with us bringing Charlie Taylor back. I do. I still don't like the way he left, but the more you hear about Gary Monk, the more you wonder if he had a point. And uh, <laughs> but I would prefer Manning if I, mm. if I'm picking. I'd rather have Ryan Manning. Uh, like just everyone who talks about him seems to rate him, and again, a bit younger. I think he has a bit more to him. Um, but really, we might need two left-backs because one of the people on the list of sounds likely that they might go, and if this happens, I'm going to be fucking fuming, is Leo Hjelda. Well, I've heard of uh, Radrazani's intended raid on our under-21s. Mm. Um, no, I, I, I think it would be stupid if, if he was let go because I think over, over a 46-game season plus cup games um i think he would see a lot more game time you know and yeah. i think and, and i think to have him there as the option as a left back as a center back um you know i i'm trying to think whether i'd be happy if he was left back on the opening day of the season yeah it would, I, I could live with it but i wouldn't be happy yeah, I think it would be one of those where, and 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 this, and I think this is one of the areas where we do need to be a bit realistic. Like I don't come the opening day of the season, our team will not be complete because of no, what's been it, going on. It will definitely be late this year. You know, I could see, I could see us being in a position where we sign three people on deadline day this, this summer. Yeah, um, we are we are starting at starting this for you know a couple of weeks behind everyone else. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a lot of people going out, and I, I assume in cases we will have to wait for people to go before we can bring others in as well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's, and and I think that's one of the reasons why. And you you said at the start that this might have to be a two year project to to get back out because, you know, I think by October November you we could be looking at a team that we're still trying to get to gel. Because yeah. you can have a lot of new faces in there. But the, in theory, the wage budget and the talent level should be there. So you, you can yeah. do it in one yeah. season. We just, I don't want to, like, we've given Farker a four year deal. And that to me is a sign of we're not going to panic if it doesn't click straight away. Like, obviously, if we're really shit and <laughs> there's always an amount of shit where you get sacked. But you would hope that it's not going to come to that. Uh, others on this list of, Decent chance of being out. Nonto. Very tough to keep. I I will be absolutely gutted if he goes. And there is absolutely an argument to to try and plead with him to say, give it a year. You know that this could be very good for you, but he is a full Italian international. Yeah. Wages wise, is one of the easier ones to keep by the sounds of it. Like he, he really we. And he's got four years left on his deal. We absolutely can keep him. He it, he it just I, on the size of the bid. I I think in my head the best the best hope is that we he goes out on loan for a season. Now, you know what? Go go to Germany, go to Italy, go play first team football, and then if we don't get promoted first season, then I think we probably have to look at selling him. Well um, there's also one of the other things is there'll be a Euros at the end of this season, won't there? Well, that that's it. Like, there's he give, given his age. Bear in mind, and I know he played in the Nations League, 
and then has gone to play in the under-21s championship as well. Oh, yeah. If we keep him, I don't think he's back in training until like a week before the season starts. No. Um, I mean, <laughs> But I'd love to keep him. I'd love to. I'd, it worked for me on Football Manager. I said, give me a year. He gave me a year. We got promoted. He was the second top scorer behind Boot Beckhorst. It was grand. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, he could absolutely just look and go, no, I, I need to go play somewhere. Yeah. Good. Yeah, um, same position, uh, but one that less likely to go. There's still interest, but it isn't as strong. And his birthday party was Leeds United themed. Luis Sinistera. Um, I think we might be able to keep him, you know, and if he stays fit, he'll be unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's obviously he's looked good in spurts, but um, the injury record won't be a good look for him. And I can't imagine there's people willing to queue up. Like, I know because it's new owners now, that profit and loss on him doesn't necessarily mean as much. I wouldn't um, sell it. I definitely wouldn't sell him for less than we paid. Like we well, paid like what 17, 18 million? Yeah. I, I, so, I if, if it's less than if it's less than like 20 million, I just would say, no, you're staying. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just, I'd like, probably well, want the number to be higher than that, but with the injuries, it might not be. Like I said, for them making a profit or a loss on a player doesn't mean to they didn't buy him. But um like you say, I'd I think if it's less than 18, it, I don't think it'd be worth it. Like, I, I think there are other players we can sell in this team and make a decent amount of money back on. Um, but I can't see after him being out with, what, three relatively lengthy injuries? Yeah. And then someone coming in and going, yeah, I'll pay 25. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised. Because I really do think if he stays fit, that he is a... But I reckon because we we sold Rafinha cheap, I reckon that Sinistera, if he stays fit, is probably a forty. He's like a forty fifty million pound footballer. But you know, if you can't stay fit, that's a big problem. Uh, one who can stay fit, but is more likely to go. I believe he did. I believe he was at training. It came out afterwards because he wasn't in the original videos that came out. Uh, Jack Harrison. Don't. This one will break your heart, KC. Because I know he's, it's gonna, I know he's going to leave. Is but that new contract he signed by all accounts had a release clause in of about twenty five million? Yeah, and I, I can't see that not getting triggered by someone. Any, to be honest, half the Premier League—that's a decent signing. I, 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 yeah, I think he does well in the majority of Premier League teams. You know, I, I, I think there's there's teams that would always find a use for him. I think he. I think I think if you look at under the right manager, I think you could turn him into a really good left wing back. Um, I still think he plays best as a left winger, which mm. I know is a role that is rarer and rarer in the Premier League, playing as an out and out winger. But I think throughout the season, he he got better as playing as an inside forward. On, I, I on could the see right. him. The way he plays, I could see him being a, a backup option at Spurs mm. under Postacoglu. But uh, yeah, there's a there's some I don't know who he's going to go to, but I have very little doubt that it will be someone in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, 
There's two more. One who we might have a chance of keeping. And one who Leeds apparently are now starting to talk about as potentially someone we can keep. But what that one would surprise me more. First one, Tyler Adams, who we might be able to keep because he's still injured. Is uh are we just really hitting him a bit too hard in physiotherapy to uh we're actually disrupting his recovery to try and get him through this transfer window? I'll see if he can return to training on the second of September. Yeah. Ideally, <laughs> um, the one thing for Adams is the the one thing that it, with him compared to a lot of these other players is if he stays and plays at Leeds in the Championship, it is not going to do any negative things to his international aspirations. No, it won't make I any difference it's... whatsoever. They'll still pick him. They'll still play him. He'll still be captain. Yeah, I think as um, I think he's US captain. I think he's he's. Pretty safely yeah. in there, um, and I think for the role he plays, to be honest, uh, you know, I think I, th- I think you can look good doing what he does, regardless of the level you're at. I, I, you know, I think one of the big things that did his stop the world of good was looking at how shit we were without him, and we weren't, yeah. we weren't great with him. But I don't. But it, I, I got frustrated at the amount of times that I thought Tyler Adams was a bit out of position, but I think it's because he had to cover so much ground again because of the tactics. Yeah, but it, it kind of fucked him. Um, and then when we just didn't have him in midfield, you just looked and went, "Oh, we've got we have no engine here." Yeah. Um, and then the last one on the list, who I just assumed was gone, and I still think will be gone, Rodrigo. Yeah. Like he he one what is he one year left, um, mm. even with a fifty percent pay cut, big wage. Yeah, you're still looking at. You're still looking at 50, I, I grand think a week. 50, 60 grand a week. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I dare say there'll be interest in Spain. Does it sounds like there's a lot of interest from Saudi Arabia? As I was well, just going to say, which... I I think because did did Spain win the Nations League? They did, didn't they? I think so. He got back into that squad and won summer. Mm. I think that he probably knows he's not going to stay in that squad for long. I suppose, I suppose again... At the end of his career, if, are, if, if Saudi offers him 200 grand a week... I suppose that the flip side to that is a year before a tournament mm. and you've just got back in, do you say, right, this is... I'm going to push to make the last major tournament. Yeah. Um, and he can't do that at Leeds either. No, he, he won't. Um, and and it re- and again, this it's really a shame that this would be how it ends because, despite how shit we were, this has been by far and away his best season. Yeah. Um, you know he was, you know, left to play up front on his own for the most part, and it and he did it. Um, scored score goals fairly regularly in a team that was very hit and miss creating chances and and towards the end it really dried up. Mm. Um so yeah, I, I the hope for me, and b- without getting into the whole uh, moral side of, of going to Saudi Arabia is that he backs himself for for one more tournament because he yeah. missed out because he missed out on the last World Cup, didn't he? He got provisional squad but got dropped. Yeah. Uh and I wonder if he's now that he got himself in that squad that he'll think right. One more year, let's let's yeah. press on. Well, we'll see. Um, 
there is two more that I was going to bring up because they, they haven't really been talked about. There hasn't, I haven't really heard any interest in either of them, but I think it'll come. And that's Verbert and Strauch. Yeah, uh, Strauch, sorry, is, uh, I think he's in exactly the same place as Ilan Melier in terms of confidence is absolutely gone. It happened at the end of last season and I think it happened again this year that mm. he just looked a shell of himself. And you saw towards the end, um, even the daft penalty he gave away at Man City. Like that's, mm. you know, having seen what he's like when he is when he's playing in a decent team and he's got confidence, he, he didn't make daft tackles like that. It was very much the pressure of the situation and a lack of confidence that, that, that makes you do stuff like that. And, and again, maybe he needs to get away for to, to help restore that. Um, I, don't, I think we talked about it with uh, Alex Benison before as well. And maybe Wolves is, is probably not a bad move for him. Now, especially with them losing, uh, they're losing Collins and Kilman out there. Yeah, it's basically just Craig Dawson propping up their back line at the moment. Quite And, and, and to be honest, with how Strauch is at the moment, I wouldn't mind playing next to Craig Dawson in that regard. You know, very, like, he's potentially, I think he was possibly their signing of the season last year, and he rocked up in January and really helped steady the ship at Wolves. Mm. Yeah, and Lopetegui is a good coach, so mm. it might, that might be a different one. Uh, I'm, I think that we will be at keep hold of Verba just because he hasn't been here that long. Yeah. Um, I suppose with him, it depends on his family situation and things like that, whether they, they ended up moving across or not. I mean, again, he's he's on the contract here till 2027. Yeah, he's got plenty but of contract. So, he'll, and again, he'll still be able to play for Austria playing in the championship. Yeah. So he doesn't have that thing. Uh, that's sort of everyone who's been strongly linked with outs. There are, there will be others that happen, which sort of leaves us needing, what well, like sort of desperately needing goalkeeper, left back, centre back, centre mid a number 10 and a striker. We've talked about keepers and left-backs we've been linked with. The centre-back we've been mainly linked with is Nat Phillips from Liverpool, who, I have to be honest, I'd be pretty pleased with. The only worry is he's used to playing 15, 20 games a season. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously... Physical presence, which mm. I think we have sorely missed, but um, I'd, I'd, I'd be quite happy with him and Berber together in a yeah. in a in a back four. The main the main reason that I like Phillips is when he did get thrown in at the deep end at Liverpool when we had all the injuries, he handled it really well. The pressure didn't seem to get to him, mm. and we've we've had, we've seen a lot of players rock up at Leeds who couldn't handle pressure well. And I don't think that'll be a problem for him because if you if you can play a centre back for Liverpool at the San Siro in the Champions League and play well, if you can step into Premier League games when everyone's injured and play well, you can probably handle playing at Ellen Road in the Championship. At least you should be able to. Yeah, I'm just I'm just looking here. Um, 19 games for Liverpool, 19 games for Stuttgart, 17 for Bournemouth. Yeah, he, that's my only worry with him that he hasn't been playing enough. 
Um, and the, um, uh, I was going to say, did yeah, like there's been a few with him that I think are good. I haven't really heard any other major names linked. There's still weird bits of talk about Cresswell going, but I'd be really surprised if that happens. I t- yeah, um, I, cer- I certainly think there's a few players that, that you need to you need to take a look at that that come back. Um, I, I know you certainly were, were quite high on on Lewis Bate as well. Yeah, I, I still um, am. I still think that he could have a role this season. Um, now now that we've come down. Is is there space in this team? Is there a role in this team for Jamie Shackleton? Um, my, my, I, my gut says no. I mean, I, I think he probably needs a fresh start, but at the same time, we we do need midfielders. Is it worth taking a proper look at him and having him around? I, but I appreciate for him it, at this stage of his career it's probably if i'm not first shot not a first team player i need to be going yeah i think he probably hangs around for a few weeks and then we sign a couple of players and then he's away the center mid league do you think he plays against manchester united and then leaves maybe yeah (laughs) um the center mid links in that phil hay article are very interesting it's gustavo hammer from a Coventry, who was one of the best midfielders in the Championship by all accounts last season and was excellent. And Han Noah Masengo from Bristol City, who is also really good, was a French youth international, looked really good. They paid about eight and a half million for him. Contract up on a free. But because he's 21, it wouldn't be a free. Masengo is a, a tricky one because uh, obviously if you try to capture it with the master ball, it can ruin your Pokemon uh, blue or red save. Um, but you do get unlimited master balls if you. Sorry, this is a deep cut for Jack. Um, it's yeah, not, it's not a deep cut for me at all. I, you could you could have said anything then. I have no idea. Yeah, I the, know uh, you were on about Pokemon. That's the, it. The Masengo uh, cheat for getting unlimited items on uh, Pokemon uh, Red and Blue was uh, was fantastic. So you could go from having one master ball to having as many as you liked. Ah, cool. <laughs> There's a um, Game Boy reference for you there for the kids. Yeah. But no, both of those are good players, and I'd be happy with both. Uh, and we need more than one centre mid, probably. So, yeah. Um, based on everything that everyone has said, if we can get uh, Gustavo Hammer, that'd be a really good. And he could play in like any of the midfield roles and be good. Hmm. Um, as for the like out and out number ten, it's weird. Because Farker's number 10 was Campwell, wasn't it? Which was more yeah. in industry and making runs and arriving late in the box. The number 10 stuff was done by Buendia off the right, who was a bit Pablo Hernandez on the right, coming inside. and They had him and uh, who was the, the Cuban lad they had as well? Uh, on, on El Hernandez? Yeah, that's it. Um yeah, I mean, I always liked. I, I did always like them going forward. They, they were, you know, they were a fairly attacking team. They built with players that, you know, you he, he kind of dug some players out putting that team together. Um, dug out Wendia, who was at Cultural Leonessa when we had a pa- partnership with him, and we still missed him. <laughs> uh, I mean, you, you've not heard much about that Cultural Leonessa partnership for oh since twenty. 
seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, you, the, the, I suppose the hope is, and, and again, I think this is something we spoke about before that. Stuart Webber comes in at some point who knows the sorts of players that that Farker wants mm. and and can deliver them in January. <laughs> it's, it's and cool. also he stops being a bit of a twat in the press. Yeah. Uh yeah. Like, if he could do that as well, on... that <laughs> Yeah, if he could not air his views on women's football again, that would be ideal. Yeah. Um but yeah, like I say, you you look at the, some of the players they they sort of dug out and and worked into that team. You just hope we can do it again with a bigger budget and bigger name value. Yeah, um, my pick is still the second that I saw that story that the work permit regulations had been relaxed. You could have like a couple of players outside it. Mateus Pereira. Hmm. Getting back from getting back from Saudi because he isn't playing out there and he isn't like they shipped him out on loan to a different. I think you could get him on loan with an option if you get promoted. And I think ah, the, ah, the Pablo Hernandez move. Yeah, I think I think absolutely worth it. And the last thing is, well, we need a striker. Or do we? Or is it Patrick Bamford again? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit! Here we go again. <laughs> Um, oh, I will just mention this that Ali's put here. Uh, Fark insisted on not being head coach with someone else doing stuff. He's manager. He was announced as first team manager, but they have also referred to him as head coach on about five different things as well. So I don't think that they know. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, you know, I can't speak to his time in Germany after Norwich, but obviously he was head coach under with the director of football. So, um, you know, and, and there's not nearly as many managers that operate sort of on their own at this point now. I know. Yeah, um, it, it looks as if uh, uh, Gladbach were operating with uh, one as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it does sound like it, there's been quite a big clear out with the recruitment staff as well, which, yeah. again, isn't that surprising. I assume Victor Orta is probably... Oh, one sec, sorry. Um, Ali's saying, in his interview, he insisted on being manager. Uh, I mean, I've only listened to one of the, like, four interviews that they put out because I've been at work. Um, yeah. But the if, if he's actually in charge of transfers, fine, as so long as you commit to it. However, I think that's a backward step for the club. Because long term, having a director of football, if you do it properly, is the better way to do it. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. I wonder though, will it just be Bamford? <laughs> I mean, there's got to be someone else. As well, no, you say that it'll be uh, Bamford and Ruter and Joffy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we're yeah. in the exact same position we were. We've got loads of forwards. We've just only got one number nine. Yeah, I. Now that we're in the championship, I think this would be the time you'd, you'd mould Joffy into more of a number nine. I, I think if you'd have still been in the Premier League, I, I, I sort of kind of got more involved with your thinking that you probably had to become a wide player. Um, <laughs> I think in, at this level, I think you can 
if you dedicate the time to it, I think you can turn him into more of a centre forward. Yeah, there was an interesting thing that uh, Joe Donahue put out uh, on the YP saying that Farkas Norwich were like really high on progressive carries through the middle with the ball and progressing into the box with the ball. And that did strike me as Gellhart as one of the three behind. And same goes for Ruta. That like yeah. they, they would both really they would both like really suit. Because like I think it, there really is no other than that brief link to Hoffenheim on loan. There really isn't any talk about Ruta, so I will do assume he's playing. And you've got to gamble with him now. You've just got to play him. Yeah, I mean, the other thing as well, you look at Norwich's team, obviously, for the most part, led by Timo Pukki, who wasn't was never the biggest player. Like I've just I've just looked, he was five, he was five foot eleven, so, but but in terms of a, a lone striker, not a particularly big guy, not particularly broad shouldered or anything like that, but led the line pretty well. Yeah, led the line well. His movement was very good. Yeah, that was his. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I think... Which, in I fairness, think, Bamford's is. <laughs> yeah. I'd, but I think you could get Gellhart there. I yeah. think you could. And I, th- and I think, again, that it's the same conversation that we will have had for the last two years now is what's Bamford going to be like with his injuries? Because yeah. you just can't account for that, which is why you have to have three strikers there. Yeah, the links today. Again, most of it, the, these are all people who have been linked before except... The, except for one of them, but these are all from Phil and today. We're one of many after Joel Pirot from uh, Swansea, who, again, is another one of them where last season he was excellent. Everyone knows it. He's been linked with everyone. And the other one is Sam Surridge from Nottingham Forest. I could pr- get proved wrong on this, but I've never rated him. I've never thought he was any good. It was, <laughs> so uh, it was so I'm not excited by that one. It was... was it Sam Surridge that scored against us? In the um, in the away game, um, oh, was it, ha- oh, was it him that had a really good chance and absolutely fluffed it? Yeah, he was the one that fluffed it. He's got That's the eight, one. he's got eight in thirty-seven for Forest. Before that, two in twenty for Stoke. He did have some prolific loan moves lower down, hmm. like you know he scored a fair few for Yeovil and Oldham. But I've just like I've watched him. I've, I've actually seen him play a fair few times. And I've just never particularly rated him. Yeah. So I don't particularly want him. And if he's coming from Forest, he's not even going to be cheap. I, su- I suppose it depends with players like that how many they're trying to cut off the yeah. wage bill at the moment. Well, because I suppose Forest that... do need to do that. Yeah, they do need to uh, trim the fat, so to speak. Um, do a Chelsea. Uh, Imagine if just... Saudi Arabia start queuing up for their players. Yeah, uh, That will just about do us because I know you've got to get going. Um the one thing that I will say about Gellhart is, did you see the video of him doing his training session? I did not. He looks like he looks like he's had a couple of Bielsa pre-seasons back-to-back. Hmm. He looks trimmed as a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, looks like he's been working hard in the summer, put it that way. And I, I really want it to work out with Gellhart because I just re- I really like him and I think he's got all the talent in the world. So I, I would really like it to him to be the guy, because basically, if he doesn't break through this season, he's never gonna. No. Um... Same, same, on that topic, same for Sam Greenwood. 
if you don't do it, if you don't break through this season, you're probably not going to. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm just looking through the preseason pictures now. Actually, it's. Uh, I suppose it's always a little bit telling that the people they put the pictures up of. Um, it's quite nice seeing Lewis Bate just next to Joffe there at training. Yeah. Um, good to see we're we're back with Unibet as well. Yay! It's a partnership just to fall back into, like an old girlfriend. You know, you, you know, you don't want to be with her that long, but it's just nice to have a, a bit of a comforting embrace for a short time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that will do us for episode two twenty. We. It depends how quickly Leeds announce stuff when we're back. Really. Like well, when, it's, been, when... it's been a it's been a mile a minute since the end of the season. Yeah. Well, and hence we haven't done one since the end of the season. Uh. So what the. The scum friendly is in about a week, isn't it? Yeah. So, because like we're not going to actually preview that and stuff. It might be we'll either be back just after that, unless we like sign three players and then we'll probably be back before that. Are we not going to that? Uh, to Oslo? No, I um <laughs> one. It's eighty quid a ticket. <laughs> it's eighty quid a ticket. Two. It's eighty quid a ticket. Three, it's about a ten of a pint. <laughs> you know, so I've always wanted to go to Oslo. I quite fancy it, but it looks really expensive. Yeah, especially after after your last vacay with the uh, the, the price of booze in Castellon. It'd be even more upsetting. Yeah, I um, I don't know where I don't know where the next one will be, but it'll be somewhere cheap. I can say that for certain. So yeah, um, we'll be back when we're back. It depends on Leeds United at this point, but right now. How is your confidence level going into the new season? Yeah. <laughs> That's where I am. Uh, <laughs> it next season will definitely happen. <laughs> that might be like I, sh- I should have had that as the title. Well, next season will happen. It should have been the title. <laughs> uh, yeah, right now, I am. Five out of ten confident. Oh, you're a touch above me then. I was like a bit lower, but I do think that the head coach, I do think that Fark's a good appointment, which does go a long way. Because I do think, even though like long term you need the management structure in place and stuff, I do think short term the number one thing to get right was the head coach. And I think I may regret saying this in a few months, but I think they have got it right. So we'll go from there. But yeah, um, there is nothing else. I should check Phil Hayes' Twitter. No, I think we're fine. Cool. So I've been Jack. See ya. I'll be Casey. Have a good one. In a bit, everyone.